0: Welcome to Fast Lane with Sarah Jane, a podcast for women who are on the move, managing life and family. Your host, Sarah Jane, is building a tribe and talking about the things that affect the daily lives of moms. You can expect real conversations about managing chaos, finding ways to take care of mind and body, and stepping outside your comfort zone on the way to living your best life. Hold on for a wild ride. Now, let's get started great afternoon you are in the fast lane with sarah jane and if you've listened to my podcast before you know that i encourage people to live better do better and be better and my guest today i think encompasses all those things and i'm very excited to meet kelly mckittrick of kelly jean snacks welcome kelly Hi Sarah, how are you? (laughs) I'm doing well. Now I'm very interested to hear um, how this all started. How did Kelly Jean Snacks start? So let's start with your background. What was going on in your life?
1: Absolutely. So um, back when I was 19 years old, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis and that kind of transitioned my whole life from kind of being on the backseat and just kind of going with the flow and realizing I really had to take um, control of my own health, whether that was figuring out a better lifestyle, healthier um, alternative foods and what worked best for me. Um, And that took a process about five years. I started with trying to go the Western medicine way. I tried multiple medications and it seemed like it made my colitis tolerable, but I wasn't Thriving, My quality of life was still just not there. And so back in 2011, um, my parents and I, we went to the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, and we really were trying to get a second opinion. At this point, it was either surgery or what else was there to do? And so we went there, um, had some great tests done, and when the results came in, she's like, yes, you have ulcerocytitis, but you really got to look at your quality of life and find joy in life again. And she's like, you got to also try the alternatives. And I think she's like, really keep open to minding, mind trying different things than just a pill that was going to help make me feel better. And so that really sparked my inspiration to have fun with foods and, and make it a hobby, not like it was this torturous Um, diagnosis that I was going to have this low quality life the rest of my life, and I was just going to tolerate living, and so that kind of started it. And so I've done many different types of recipes and um, different lifestyles, I would call it. And one thing I noticed was that I have a really bad sweet tooth, and Mm. so (laughs) I do really great with diets. And I really found it was really hard to not fall off and do things that were damaging to my health. And I really was looking for that resource to fill in that gap. So I felt like I was feeling good, feeling good, and still enjoying life. So when you
0: went to Mayo and you were told like you needed to kind of switch things up, were you able to do that on your own? Or were you going to naturopaths at that time and kind of trying really alternative things?
1: So I would say back in 2011, and I was halfway through college, um, not a lot of financial help, um, just trying to get living through. So I did not, when headed to Mayo, I had not tried a naturopath. I had not, I tried chiropractic, but it was more for like, oh, I have neck pain. I'll just go once a year. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize how much investing in different options would actually make life thrive. So I really I had heard of these different alternative things, acupuncture, even massage. Like I just thought they were kind of luxury items. I didn't see them as wholesome my whole well-being being affected if I actually invested in them. And so that was such a huge eye opener to more than just paying <laughs> a doctor to tell you what to do. And even at that point, what was so interesting is like asking the Western medicine doctors, what should my diet be? Is there something I should avoid? And they're like, it has nothing to do. Your body just is attacking itself. Drink all the pop you want, all the cheap cereals you want. That has nothing to do with it. And I just, I mean, being 19 years old, I kind of just took that answer and I was like, okay, because that's easy. And I don't, and That was it. I think I was so sick and it was easy. I didn't know what else to do. So when I went to Mayo and I kind of had this huge, like, sure, I had heard of all these things, but it kind of really blew my mind into like, and opening the door of like, it's okay to invest and to try. And I think one thing I learned too, was to try, like, what if one thing didn't work for me, that's fine. But I would find something that made a huge impact on my health. And um, also just learning, you know, like to have a hobby. And one of my hobbies is cooking and being creative in the kitchen. And that also found so much joy and passion and feeling good and also joy back into my life. And so I think, I think there's just- a there's a
0: few probably more than a few instances where I want Western medicine. You know, if I'm having a heart attack, what? you know, there's certain things that that is what I want. But when it comes to nutritional stuff, it is very disappointing the lack of nutritional education that they actually get. Because when a patient will walk in my door and they will have I do have some ulcerative colitis patients. And so we start talking about different things to do and they've never heard it. And it is almost mind blowing to them like to change the diet and whatever, because we have been taught for so long that surgery or a pill will take care of it. And if it doesn't, that is just the way you are. And that's just how life is going to be. And it's very sad that people will settle for that in life. So I'm really excited that you kind of grab life by the horn. So what did, what did you start doing to to make uh, these tasty treats? Because first of all, Kelly has Kelly Jean snacks. And yesterday I was very fortunate because she sent me some samples. So I got them yesterday and I have one child who doesn't like chocolate, but one who basically wanted to eat all of them, which I wouldn't let him, but my husband and I, and one of my sons ate them and they were very good. Not only are they good, but they're versatile. So you can freeze them. They can even be hot and you can just squeeze them out of the package, which I think would probably be messier, but I think would be very good because it'd be like melted. And I I like that kind of stuff. So very versatile and very good. So let's go to how you even came upon
1: making these tasty treats. Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, I kind of, after... um finding that my hobby was just having so much fun with food and really I needed to find a recipe that I would do so well with my um, lifestyle and then it comes Saturday and I would binge eat the horrible things and then wonder why I don't feel good for another <laughs> week or month, you know, or or lethargic, tired, and I'm wondering why. And, you know, so I started with this recipe that was kind of my go-to and definitely helped. I honestly found this recipe that I had made that I'd rather have that because it was perfect for the sweet tooth and I felt great and I didn't feel shame and guilt for eating other things. Like it really solved a lot of things for me. And so then about six years ago, I became a mom. And so that helped just be a quick, go-to satisfying tree. And then when your kids get older, it was perfect for them. And they're not missing out on sweet treats that are still great for them. And then it just kind of evolved. My husband and I are very outdoorsy people. And so the snack actually, um, fun fact, it was actually more just started off as a frozen product. And we knew we are such on-the-go people. (laughs) So I kept formulating it so it could be something while we were hiking, while we were on family trips. Uh, We also do a lot of camping. And so I made this product. And we'd take a camping with friends and everyone just would keep eating. Are you bringing your snacks? Are you bringing ah. your treats? And, and we just kind of kept sharing it with friends and family. And at one point about 2019, my husband and I decided, you know, there's such a demand and there's such a need for a product like this because yeah. part of being not feeling well or having high standards in your food, you don't want that to feel like it's isolating you. You still want to go and have an adventure and not feel like you're stuck at home because, your diet says so. (laughs) I'm like, I just don't, I totally disagree with having to do health choices should change your lifestyle, like be on the go. And so back in 2019, my husband and I committed to doing this project of starting this company. And then we were going to launch in March, 2020. (laughs) And we only held off for about a month. And then we um, were like, you know, e-commerce let's go for it I mean everyone's at home have yeah. a better way than an on-a-go product than for it to be conveniently brought to you and easily accessible.
0: Perfect so you've only just since 2020 you've just that's when you started? Yeah.
1: So technically April 2020 will be our one-year anniversary that we have started this company. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. So then how did you go through the process? Like, are you finding a building and you're getting all this equipment? Like, did you have to just kind of turn life upside down to do this?
1: Yeah. So to give a little more background, I am have a background in clinical lab science. So that's more blood work, working in healthcare system. Mm-hmm. So I know nothing about business <laughs> mm-hmm. and I love food and I think a lot of people love food. So, but it was um, a learning curve to figure out reg- food regulations and what it actually meant to building a business. And so 2019 was quite adventurous in figuring out how. <laughs> we knew our why, we knew what, and 2019 was our how. And so luckily my husband has a lot of experience in business, so he was definitely a huge part of that building building it. And then so and in our town, I live in Bozeman, Montana. There are so many great resources that taught me like here's here's a pathway to a business and how to set it up and how to correctly, legally get everything set up. And we also were very fortunate in finding a kitchen to rent. So that helped a lot. And so by January, 2020, everything was kind of all in line. We had our packaging designed, ready to go sourcing the ingredients was, um, it was a big project, but it was so important to me to make sure that every ingredient was, Um, quality, quality, you know, and pricing quality and make a good product.
0: So do you two actually make the snacks?
1: Yes. So I, I saw say, yes, I make the snacks as of three months ago, we did hire our first employee and that is um, one of his um, responsibilities is making it now, but I will help as well in packaging. And um, so, yeah, and it's, been fun it's been a whirlwind but yes it was made by my husband and I and then I should say I my husband I would say he'll do the paintwork. we don't want him in the kitchen <laughs> uh, but yeah so we've been very fortunate to have an employee help us with um the making of the product just in the last three months and then um really working on the business and information and reaching out to people to help them find the healthy snack solution well which one is your favorite snack so peanut butter chocolate chip is probably my favorite. It was um I've had a few recipes and that was the one I picked on just because being personally my favorite, <laughs> I knew it'd be a great hit. Um with that said, uh we just came out with our third flavor, Mocha Espresso, and I'm kind of a coffee lover and um, it was really hard for me to think, like, I don't want my second cup of coffee at 2 p.m., but to have something mm-hmm. that has nutrition with it, plus a little mm-hmm. caffeine boost, um, that's definitely been my go-to for a mid-afternoon snack.
0: What I like about those mocha espresso ones is that it doesn't have um, a be- – sometimes, you know, you talk to someone who has just had coffee and they have that kind of nasty coffee breath. You yeah. don't have an after – a bad aftertaste after that one at all.
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's a great – idea. yeah, yeah.
0: That's I really so like true. that
1: one. Actually,
0: I was thinking of different ways like we could use them personally because we like to do a lot of hiking and all that kind of stuff. And so that was like, it's funny because I think when you, and maybe all people think like this, but I've been a mom for almost 10 years. So now everything just kind of goes back to my kids. But that's one of my things. I'm thinking, man, this would be super easy for a lunchbox. It'd be super easy when we go riding bike or when we go hiking because you put them in really handy packages. So there's two in a package. I don't know if they're all like that, but those are the ones yep. that I got. There's two in a package. Yes. so And they're, they're big enough where really two people could share a package or you could be a hound and have them both. That's fine. But <laughs> I just thought the packaging is easy. It's a tasty treat. And then it's healthy on top of it. And it's like, okay, is this real life? Because <laughs> I have to be gluten-free. <laughs> and oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of times, all the gluten-free food you find, un- unless it's fruit or something like that, is processed. Yeah, You know, it doesn't have the best ingredients. So when we find something like this, it's like, I totally nerd out on it because this is how we live.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, like back about, um, before I had kids, I felt like it was a full-time job that I was trying to find snacks that would work. And then I was like, I have to make everything because there's always something that is so highly processed or it's that couple ingredients or preservative that for to make it to go, it just wasn't an option. And so I felt like it was such a full-time job that kind of made me stuck in the kitchen. Like I love being in the kitchen. It's my hobby. But at Mm -hmm. some same time, you're like, oh, I got to go hike, but I got (laughs) to plan the three hours in the kitchen so we're able to feel good while after, during our hike. I mean, it just... I love, and when you have kids and the mix too, you know you don't have that much time. So, having something accessible was so important to me for us as a family, as well as friends and family, and for anyone who's looking for that solution. Do you have your kids taste test the recipes? Not the mocha. (laughs) (laughs) My kids do not need caffeine. (laughs) Right. Good point. point. (laughs) With the other ones, absolutely. And um, they're so funny. They, they kind of go back and forth. I thought they would always love peanut butter. And I came out with no, ba- no bake cookie and they were not as excited. They still love peanut butter. And now like for the last three months, I can't keep no bake cookie in stock at my own house. <laughs> really? <laughs> and like you were talking to, yeah. So each package has, like you've said, two squares in them. And they're, mm-hmm. I love that for kids to open a package and they each get a square, mm-hmm. but also that if they do get warm, which is kind of they got to be about 80 degrees or higher before they really start melting. And that whole idea is that it becomes a nut butter pouch. So you can just knead and slowly squeeze it up and suck on it. So we call it freeze it and squeeze it. So you're actually squeezing the pouch. Like um, there are other companies out there that are nut butter pouches. And that's kind of the concept is it's just a slurp wow. kind of pouch. And then... With the no-bake cookie, one of my favorite things is when it gets super melted, which I just kind of rub it between my hands at some point if it's super warm, is you can put it as a fruit dip. I will dip my apples in it, any fruit, and it tastes like basically chocolate fondue.
0: (laughs) Wow. Okay, so you can put it on crackers too. So as you're sitting here talking, I'm looking at seeing, so peanut butter and chocolate chip the espresso, mocha espresso, and the no-bake cookie. Did I get a no-bake cookie?
1: The no-bake cookie was the blue package.
0: I don't think I tried that one yet.
1: So I'm pretty sure I sent you three, the three flavors. because yeah, I think there was two of each. Yes, yes,
0: yep, that sounds right. Well, yeah. that's okay because with that, this is probably going to be one of those snacks where I eat alone in my pantry so my kids can't <laughs> eat them. Yes. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you. Okay, so... We're gluten-free, soy-free, egg-free. Did you find that you had to have gluten-free, soy, egg-free, you had to have that for your ulcerative colitis? Uh,
1: So yes and no. So gluten-free, soy-free, definitely. And that no-bake cookie is dairy-free. And I would say with my ulcerative colitis, it's a hit and miss with dairy. I don't, advocate for totally dairy free, but I think there's moments and times that you always just feel better. So I always knew that was a huge, and there are people that definitely need dairy free. And so that was no bake cookie was so important for me to make sure that there was an option that was available. Um, the egg free, uh, I I'm hit and miss with that. So I feel like I tolerate baked eggs, but when it comes to, um, just eggs by itself I kind of have to pay attention and make sure that I do it right but my husband is and has an allergy to egg and it's actually one of the top 8 allergies and it's a cheap protein added to a lot of products and I think is just it's one thing that I didn't realize that could be intolerable to some people's diets but I definitely think informing and realizing how great you feel with products that aren't super processed because there are there are other product bars that have eggs in it and I just you don't feel great I mean if you think of a room temp bar that has egg in it it kind of makes you question Mm -hmm. (laughs) unless baked obviously but
0: so when I hear a lot of people say because I have celiac disease so I have to be gluten-free the kids have to be gluten-free. But I get a lot of people who make comments about how boring the food we eat is and how stuff doesn't taste good when it's not the real food and whatever. What are you saying to the people who are saying, oh, gluten, no gluten, soy or egg? Like, what are you, what are you saying to those people?
1: Um, I say that it's not boring. It's being creative and finding the right product that fits for you and that it is... There's so many options out there out of gluten-free, soy-free, egg-free. I mean, I don't think of a day. I just, I wouldn't be able to be part of a lifestyle that didn't taste great. I am such a driven person with my food about taste. Like it's got to taste great. And I just don't believe that having to avoid certain things should sacrifice your enjoyment of food.
0: I've gotten to the point in life that if I really don't like the taste of something, I don't eat it. Because yeah. I'm thinking, what? I mean, it's it's not that tasty. And if it's not nutritional, why am why am I even wasting my time? And I don't know, maybe it makes me kind of a food snob, but I'd rather be that way, I guess, than a garbage truck.
1: 100%. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, good. Okay, so how did you even come up with Kelly Jean Snacks? Like, how did you come up with the name? How did you decide that was going to be the name?
1: That's too funny. Like, I... Finding the name for this company which took us about three months, if not longer. <laughs> really? Yeah, we, we played with so many names and had huge boards and something that would depict what would describe the company best. And my husband thought of this name, Kelly Jean. Jean is my middle name. It's also my mom's middle name and my daughter's middle name. <laughs> and so when we came to finalizing, we picked Kelly Jean because it's really authentic to I want it to feel like you're coming out of a kitchen with a homemade baked good and know that it's really personable and it's made with love and it's made with good intention and it's really authentic and great values as well as just kind of the values that were brought down from my mom and I hope to carry on to my daughter because we share that middle name and so I, it's weird to me to have a company named after myself. I hear my kids say, Kelly Jean, and I'm like, it's almost like I can't stop blushing. Like <laughs> It's so weird. It was a hard choice, but I think it was a great one that we made because I truly wanted to have those points in our...
0: Well, I love it because... I go by Sarah Jane and I prefer Sarah Jane. So then when I saw Kelly Jean, I'm like, Oh, it just, mm-hmm. I liked it because that's just kind of how I roll. So right away it did kind of feel more like a homey feel. So I was digging it and being Pleasure. a Bozeman, you must have, a, um, that has to be a great place to have this product.
1: <laughs> it really is. Yes. You have a lot of outdoor lifestyle, clean lifestyle, um, people here. It definitely, and you know, it's a great place for entrepreneurs. There are so many small businesses here and everyone's so welcoming with open arms, so helpful and everyone loves supporting locally and, uh, yeah, with active people and clean eating, high quality foods, it has been a great location to start this business.
0: <laughs> Good. Is there any other snacks you're working on right now?
1: I am working on our fourth flavor, which will also be a dairy- free snack. So it'll be the same concept, two squares in one pack. Um, and it's going to be cinnamon caramel. (laughs) Yes.
0: So will that one have eggs?
1: Nope. My products will always be gluten-free, soy-free, egg-free. Okay. And then, um, my goal is to have two products that have, um, the whey protein and have dairy and then two flavors that are dairy-free.
0: Okay, and when will that one be debuting?
1: Oh, gosh. I don't have a date on it yet.
0: <laughs> so how long do you have to spend in the kitchen to try to get a recipe up to your standards?
1: Up to my standards? I would say it takes me... Oh, man. It's really hard because I kind of do it outside of work hours. (laughs) So it's extra hours above from trying to run the business and then trying to add it. And that's why I don't know the timeframe of the next flavor coming out. But I would say it takes me, when I do a small batch, it takes about two hours per batch to be done. And so then I'm probably doing that twice a week for four weeks. So before I definitively pick which formula is the best one. So it takes a good month with it being about, 16 hours work before I like commit to it.
0: (laughs) So then everyone in your family is trying the snacks. Oh yeah. (laughs) So is it like, so we watch a lot of kids baking championship at my house, you know, and everyone's eating everything and critiquing. So are you handing everyone a piece of paper and they are like critiquing certain things? Like, do you make it like a science or is it more like, I like it. I don't like it. I mean, how is it?
1: Absolutely. So the peanut butter, that was pretty streamlined. I kind of had that that recipe down pat for five, six years. And then when it came to no-bake cookie, uh, that didn't, I kind of had a good idea on too. So mocha was my first. That was like, I have this idea. There's so many options of roasts. And do I add cocoa powder? Do I just leave it straight cocoa? There was so many things I could do with it. That that one I did about five different formulas and I did have fun with it. I had a little piece of paper, hand out samples to <laughs> friends and family, anyone I could reach hands up to was like, let me mail you some snacks. Here's a paper, take a picture of it, bring it back to me. What was your vote? And I really had a lot of fun with it and really learning a lot about coffee and people's different taste for it and that was so interesting too is like let alone just having the snack whether you like the texture or not and then it was like too strong coffee needs more chocolate not enough of something and it was really fun to play around and find a good balance for the mocha espresso
0: so then how would you manage your ulcerative colitis now is it all naturally or did you have to do any type of real western medicine
1: absolutely so i was on IV medications back in 2012. And that was, I had made a big move from North Dakota to, or North Dakota to Montana. And at the time I was having insurance issues and it really was, I wasn't sure if I could afford my medication. And I just, my husband and I just agree, we're like, you know, you're at a decent place Um, let's keep working with things that we know that work, chiropractor, acupuncture, really hone in on that, really hone in on our diet and lifestyle. And I really dedicated myself for a good year or two. And I um, was able to get off medication and I have not, I've been in remission ever since. So for almost eight years now.
0: Wow. So with your ulcerative colitis and I know I mean, these are literally the kinds of conversations I have every day. And for the people who do have all sort of colitis, you'll get it. And the people who don't, maybe you'll realize how serious it is. But were you experiencing a? Lo- have, did you have a lot of blood with your stools?
1: Absolutely. So um, about two years before this, probably right before the Mayo trip, I um, I kind of was in denial of how sick I was. That I was just. <laughs> working 12 hour days and then go have fun with friends and everything's fine. I'll just keep this little secret. Cause there was a lot of shame to having digestive health issues at the age yes. of 19, 20. Like, um, I felt really miserable and I was baking everything on the outside. And I remember going into a doctor's appointment and giving them a stool test. And they're like, there's so much blood. You And they didn't, what's interesting enough. They didn't tell me, they told my mom, they're like, you got to get her to um, Fargo's hospital now. And if she, she could possibly bleed out, um, have 911. <laughs> so just pull over wherever you need to be and call 911 <laughs> if that happens. And we hope you can make it. And that was one of my first hospitalizations was back in, oh goodness. That must have been about 2009, 2010. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Now, was that like at the height of it or had you been dealing with that for a while and you just
1: never said anything? Um, That was probably, probably a year into my diagnosis. So it was a lot of trial and error and like they had confirmed the diagnosis and, you know, let's try the steroids. Let's try this medication. And if that doesn't work, then we'll just... And, you know, they really weren't checked like they were going by more. Like, I was just like, yeah, life's not great. You know, (laughs) they weren't doing stool tests. You know, I'd just be like, yeah, it's not good. It's, and so I was not being truly honest of with myself or the doctors of how much worse it was going to be because there was so much, like I said before, shame. I was just really trying to hide it and trying to cover it up. And so, yeah, I think it was at that point that I can appreciate they finally did a test that (laughs) showed how intense it was. And got the correct process going for, well, that was the correct process, but it also was just more medications. And it went down another spiral of let's try this med and it's probably going to take three months till you can tell. So you're going to be miserable and let's hope you feel better in three months. And then I wouldn't be. And it just was years and years of trial and error (laughs) and it never worked. And they kind of, I feel like gave up on me and were like, we're just going to take your colon out because nothing seems to work. And so thank goodness my mom really was like, let's get a second opinion. And like I said, Mayo really opened my eyes to there was so much more opportunity out there for me. And I'm so grateful that I just didn't proceed with sitting in, like I said, the back seat and letting that happen to me versus making life at my terms.
0: You were proactive instead of reactive.
1: Absolutely. There you go. Great. <laughs>
0: Perfect. <laughs> that's what I always like to tell people because I get a lot of people that will say they don't need a chiropractor and they don't need to get adjusted and I always say well if you wait until you hurt the damage is already done
1: 100 like, <laughs> percent. yeah you
0: got to stay ahead of the curve a little bit
1: well yeah and I think that's um something I really try to keep in mind eight years in remission is that I still have this weak link like I don't think of myself as um autoimmune suppressed. Like I really try not to think of the negative, but I do have a weak link that I've got to be proactive because I'm not, um, I'm not told I'm going to have tomorrow where I feel like as good as I do today. I, so I got to make sure I'm very proactive. I got to make sure, even though I feel great and I'm like, I don't need to go to the chiropractor. I don't need the acupuncture. I don't need the things that I know that has helped me because I don't feel it like that acute moment. Like, Oh, that fixed something. I know for myself, it's still a commitment I need to do because I'm going to thank myself a month from now, a year from now, 10 years from now. It is so worth the investment.
0: I love it. And I am looking at one of your marketing materials. Are these your kids on here?
1: They are. That is my son who's five years old. And then my daughter who's three. (laughs) I
0: love it. They're so cute. Oh, and there's plenty of places to find you. You can go to KellyJeanSnacks.com on Facebook at KellyJeanSnacks at KellyJeanSnacks on Instagram. You also have the KellyJeanSnacks hashtag and or freeze it or squeeze it. How else could uh, people reach you?
1: Absolutely. So we are um, also at Kelly Jean, Jack, like you said KellyJeanSnacks.com. Um, I'm very active on Instagram. You can also. Um, email me and, um, as well as on Facebook at Kelly Jean snacks.
0: Okay. So there is plenty of snacks. You've got swag on your website. So, and for everyone, like for kids, moms and dads and everything, the snacks are for everyone in the family. So I encourage everyone to head over to Kelly and check out what Kelly Jean has to offer. And Kelly Jean, what, if anything would you like to say to the listeners?
1: Absolutely. Um, Invest in yourself and um, find the tools so that you can live life to the fullest and there's always hope.
0: I love that. Thank you for being a guest with me today. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Fast Lane with Sarah Jane podcast. If you like what you hear, share the podcast and hit the subscribe button so you get updates on all new episodes. And we truly love feedback, so ratings and reviews are appreciated.